What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Falcons in Focus podcast brought to you by Ticketmaster here in the Ticketmaster podcast wow. studio. Getting that and I'm Scott Bear. That's Tori McElhaney, the man of the hour. Taylor Heineke, mm-hmm. the pride of Collins Hill High School, <laughs> newly announced Falcons quarterback. That's kind of an awesome combination, right? You're, you must have driven, what, like 15 minutes to get here? Uh, 10, actually. 10, actually. <laughs> Cutting down on it. Uh, any freeways? No. Oh, see, now that's like... Two back like, roads, here. That's, that's like, all you got to do right there. That's like the dream. Yeah. Really, if you can just avoid all the nonsense, get yeah. in here, play a kid's game, get paid, go back home. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I live like... too bad. I live right across from Truist Park, and, and that's like a... Oof. It's a hike. Oh, yeah. 285 to 85... Yeah, you're going to be sitting in some traffic there. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Um, first question out of the gate. Take us back in time. I'm just going to say early December 2020. You're probably at Old Dominion taking some engineering classes, and I looked them up, and I don't understand them even as they're presented. And then you probably get a call from your agent or someone that you know yeah. from Washington. Yeah, I still don't understand those classes either. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> um, and you were in them. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually – I was taking online classes at home uh-huh. um, 10 minutes away. Okay. And um, I was actually getting ready for finals. I was studying in bed in finals, and my agent calls and says, you ready to play football? And at that point, I thought I was done with football. Um, you know, the, I was just in the XFL. That guy got nulled with COVID. Um, I was at, sitting at home for, you know, six, seven months. I was like, okay, i got to find my next chapter in life. So agent calls, you ready to play football? I was like, where, you know, where am I going? He said, well, Washington wants you to be their, you know, COVID emergency quarterback. Um, if you kind of rewind, you remember when Denver's the whole Denver's whole quarterback whole room, quarterback got, room yeah. got COVID, yeah, and they had a receiver play quarterback. Well, Washington was making a playoff push and said, we can't have, have this happen to us. So I was there strictly to be an emergency quarterback. Well, a couple of things happened here and there. And next thing you know, I'm playing against Brady in the playoffs. <laughs> right. So it's pretty wild. Now, how long – refresh my memory how long had it been since like you had been like under center at that point in time like playing yeah, in a like, game yeah like real real in a game scenario I mean, you didn't play for st louis right the no, Hawks? no i was right. backing up there and then um i mean if you want to know preseason stuff the last regular season game i had before then was against the falcons when i was uh, at carolina panthers yeah. And Grady Jarrett decided to tear my tricep. So, that, you know, it's, it's just, you know. You might get, you guys might have something to talk about. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait for you to go up to him in the calf and be like, hey, man. Yeah, do you remember me? Yeah. yeah. So you, you'd kind of thought, hey, I'm going to get my degree and see what else is out there. Do you want to play football? The answer was yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read, and credit where credit's due, I read a great story by John Kime from ESPN who said that you brought, like, two pairs of sweats yeah. and, like, some tennis shoes because you didn't think that you'd be there very long no nope. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah i brought literally like one small suitcase of stuff um these really ugly pair of vans and i was just you know kind of just trying to be there just in case and then next thing you know yeah what classes were you taking at that time do you remember i can't even tell you it's a lot of big words put yeah. together right that yeah i have it it's like one was like mechanics and of nature or something it gets mathematics and nature there it yeah. Is. yeah yeah it was but there was a couple ones where you had to like code on the computer yeah. with math I was just like I was lost but I somehow I got to see so right. <laughs> how do you like get, you get the call and it's like I haven't played in, in a minute like mm-hmm. how do you mentally get there I mean physically it's like one thing but mentally get to the point where it's like I'm going back into this I thought I was done like what's kind of going through your mind in that regard yeah so you know I 
when I wasn't playing and I was, you know, taking classes here, I was training kids, um, staying in shape, doing all that stuff. So physically I was still ready to go. Um, and even mentally when I was up there, it was like, I'm not going to play, you know, I'm probably never going to play still. Um, but that the moment when coach Rivera told me I was playing against the bucks in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, a lot was, a lot was going through my mind and, you know, I was kind of running out of that tunnel. And my last thought was this might be the, your last football game you ever play. Let's go out there and just have some fun with it. Leave it all out there. If you throw three picks, hey, you know, everyone was expecting that. So I kind of just let it there, let it loose, and had a great game. And, you know, here we are three years later. Yeah, instead you throw – it may be your last game ever. Let's just let it rip. And then he lets it rip for 300 yards and, right. and two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so we, we talked about all that, right? You, you kind of bounced around Minnesota, New England. Everybody knows the story, mm-hmm. right? But to come back like that – and to have that opportunity. But then you sign a two-year deal with Washington. That moment, we, we talk about big moments, right? The moment that you get the call. But the validation of, we don't just want you on a flyer. Mm-hmm. Come back here and play for us. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was huge. Again, it was, I felt like it was like a, got reborn again. You know, it was, it was kind of like a new chapter of my NFL career. You know, the previous six years are kind of gone. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a new start um, and kind of just, trying to ride the coattails of that playoff game. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, that that when they signed me, they brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was supposed to be the starter. Yeah. Um, I was going to be his backup, and, you know, first quarter he gets hurt in the first game. So I play that whole season. Same thing last year. Carson Wentz comes in. Uh, he gets hurt around week seven, I think. I have to go in there and play again. So a lot of this stuff that kind of just happens, unfortunately, with people getting injured. Um, but when that opportunity arises, you have to make the most of it. That's what I try and do. Did you ever get the engineering degree? No, I still got two classes left. <laughs> two classes left. <laughs> it's yep. coming eventually, yep. though, right? My you're, mom's you're, like, you're please graduate. Yeah. <laughs> please do this for me. That's funny. And, and we kind of talked about it at the jump, and this is as close to like a real legitimate football question as we'll probably get. But then you have opportunities uh, in free agency here, mm-hmm. and you're trying to examine what's best, and now you're playing close to where you live, close to where your family mm-hmm. lives. I'm sure you're going to be – the ticket request will be high, mm-hmm. but to play this close to home and have another two-year deal, right? And yep. this confidence kind of building with other people and respect in you t- to play here, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you? It means a lot, you know, and I think the biggest thing is is the family portion. Um, yeah. You know, my sister, she lives right down the road. My mom lives right down the road. And, you know, my sister just had her, her first kid about two years ago. So I have a little nephew who's a a year and a half old. And, oh, you're an yeah, uncle. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the fact that he'll be, get to come to, you know, training camp practices, go to the games, um, it's really neat. It's really cool. So, um, again, when you have a newborn, it's hard for them to go up to Washington or, you know, things like that. So uh, I'm really excited for them. I'm actually, like, really interested in transitioning. I know you're going to be asked about coming home and playing home, you know, 20 minutes down the road all the time. But I actually have a question because another connection – to the Falcons that you have right now is TJ Yates, Mm -hmm. who you were his backup in Houston. And there's something that I like to call the concussion game. For those that may not... played it. Yeah. Yeah. For those that may not know, please go back to that game in particular Mm -hmm. and tell them all about the concussion game. Which was your NFL debut? Yes. Yeah. Not not start, but debut, yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'll rewind a little bit before that, we had Tom Savage, who was the, the starter for Houston. And he had some concussions that year. And I think the NFL almost missed one when he was on the field. It was a pretty bad deal. Yeah. 
So after that, Houston was very, you know, focused on, hey, if we see anything, you know, we got to pull them out. So, of course, we're playing on Christmas Day against the Steelers in Houston. And TJ Yates goes out there, and he gets banged up. So he's got a concussion. I'm like, Taylor, you're in. Another thing, like, I was just sitting on the couch. You know, I didn't think I was ever going to play. So I go in there for maybe 10 plays. I get banged up, have a concussion. So now they're looking for, like, an emergency quarterback. <laughs> There's a TV timeout. Sure enough, TJ Yates is coming from the tunnel during the TV timeout. They throw him back in there. And it was just a huge ordeal. So, yeah, that was the concussion game for sure. Oh, my gosh. What was it like working with TJ in that way and now kind of transitioning, like, kind of coach-player type of deal? No, it's cool. You know, me and TJ always had a good relationship. You know, the moment I got in Houston, he was, you know, very receptive, um, great dude. Um, we know a lot of the same people. So, um, you know, we've, we've stayed in touch throughout the years. And it's just cool that he's here now and, you know, helping me throughout the whole process. So, yeah, we have a great relationship. Now, the, you're, you're big time at Collinsville. I know because I live in Suwannee, about 10 minutes from that high school. So Taylor Heineke in, in that region of right. northern Georgia, yeah, yeah. big deal. Uh, did they commemorate you in some way? I didn't write this down in my notes. I'm just thinking that somebody told me that, right? Is a number retirement or a naming of something? So they did a couple things. Um, my dad unfortunately passed away, and he did a lot for that program, um, whether it was cutting the grass on the field, doing the paint on the field, a lot of that stuff. So when he passed, they made a big, like, rock. So when they come down the hill – Everyone kind of hits the rock oh, and comes so down, rad. which is really nice. And then they retired my jersey number about two or three years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it brings back a lot of cool memories. But, um, yeah, console has been very special to me. So when you were in high school, because your dad passed before? A uh, year after I graduated high school. A year after you graduated, right. Yeah. So to, to have that, right, like we, we talk about the whole region and the state, right, but that little pocket right mm -hmm. how much they've kind of done for your family that you supported them obviously yeah. brought them some glory and they've kind of kicked it back to you that must be a cool yeah connection whether you were playing here or not well yeah they did a lot for me when I was you know growing up and um and when I was in high school mm -hmm. and um so for them to kind of give back in that type of way it's it's very special and again anytime I could do anything for them um I'm all for it you know they've they, again they've been nothing but you know very nice and gracious to me and my family so it's a cool spot. Well, go Eagles. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Now, when you're growing up, you're actually, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were a big Green Bay fan. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. What memories do you have of, of kind of like growing up and, and watching that team specifically? Uh, probably around the time, I don't know, like mid, early, mid-2000s. Okay, so there's a lot of memories. Um, my dad was born in Wisconsin, so I was okay. automatically well, yeah. deemed a cheesehead. <laughs> uh, and Bye every boxy. Yeah. And every Sunday he would make his famous cheese dip, be on the grill making his brats, and we would watch the Packers. We had the NFI Sunday ticket, and we would watch them. And, um, you know, my earliest memory is watching Brett Favre, and that's what made me fall in love with the game. Um, he had so much passion. He had a lot of fun out there, and he just found ways to win. Um, so, and then the, there's a lot of – tough wins where my dad was throwing the remote and <laughs> I was getting a little scared. What's the you've ever <laughs> We lost to the Seahawks one time. Not we. The Packers lost to the yeah. Seahawks one time and I remember him just launching the remote. It freaking explodes. And I'm like, whoa. Um, so that was tough. Another tough one was um, Aaron Rock, not Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre in Green Bay against the Giants. Mm -hmm. And the Giants beat him in overtime in that really cold game. Um, I remember he was crying after that game because he thought that was the year. Um, but the coolest memory was in 2011 when the Packers beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Because yeah. that yeah. was the last Packer game I watched with him. 
that was the last Super Bowl I watched with him, and he passed away, you know, eight months later, yeah. nine months later. So that was that was very special. And it's uh, again credit to John Kime from ESPN. Great story. We have to acknowledge that he wrote about you and kind of buying Jordans after each win mm-hmm. um, in the color palette of teams <laughs> that you beat. They're everyone everyone knows the the Jordan stories. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like there's a Falcons one on the list too. Yeah, uh, but I'm but sure Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot love to hear about. Oh, this. yeah, they they called me a couple of days ago and said you better bring us some Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> but but but, you, but your favorite pair of Jordans on that list was a pretty sick. Packers colors because you beat Rodgers. Mm-hmm. That was last year? Last year. Last year, mm-hmm. right. And so, like, that experience, you go up against Rodgers, against the team that you root for. Yep. As always, the man finds a way, right, mm-hmm. and right. ends up winning that game. Nope. That, that, those must have been cool ones to buy. Those were the coolest ones, and they were the toughest ones. You don't really find a lot of green and yellow Jordans. True. Yeah. Of, you know? <laughs> so that was there was a very select amount of Jordans I could buy from that, but yeah. – those are probably the spe- most special ones, just beating your the team that you've always loved. That was that was really neat. I love that. Now, the origin story of the Jordans and, and the, all of that is actually, isn't it full circle? Like when you went to Washington and you had your duffel bag, mm-hmm. like, and you had your three sweatpants and your Vans and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it that, wasn't it that, that someone gave you like, a hard time about what you were wearing? Well, every time I come to the facility, like, dude, what are you wearing? Like, <laughs> nothing was matching. I was wearing, like, some crayon-looking um, Vans. Like, dude, you have to get something going. And I was like, okay, well, help me out a little bit. What, what I need to start first? And he said, well, if you just buy nice shoes, it makes your whole outfit look better. So I started looking at Jordans, and I just fell in love with them. You know, I bought my first pair, and after that, it's just like I couldn't stop. Yeah. And then I thought it would be cool. You know, I was still trying to build up my whole collection. And, you know, after – I'm a small guy. After games, you know, I'd be in the training room for two, three hours, and I would just go on some abs and look at Jordan. So I thought it would be a cool tradition to start buying teams that we beat in their colorway. And it kind of just took off from there. Yeah. So it's been, a, it's been a fun little deal. So, like, how many pairs of Jordans do we got now? Probably like 70. 70? Where do you keep them? I bought a bu- put a bunch of shelves up in my room. No. Yeah, I'm trying just to display them. Just a whole wall of just the Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> and kind of right after that, this deal seemed to get locked down, I saw an Instagram story, and there was some red and black ones, yeah. right? Yeah. Like little code, yeah. like he's coming home for sure. Um, you have a hype man. I don't know if you know it. His name is Terry McLaurin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> receiver for Washington. Uh, he said so many nice things about you. I started to write them all down, and I don't want to – kill the podcast by just talking about what Terry says uh, for 10 minutes, but I have to include this part because I was like, it got me fired up just listening to it. Um, but, and I'm shortening th- this quote, he basically just said, he, he is referring to you, that, that Taylor just gives us a chance to win and the heart he plays with is infectious. I'm really happy with a guy like that who is gritty. You know what I mean? He's dirty. He's nasty. You love playing with guys like that because they elevate the guys around them. That might be the nicest quote about a quarterback I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Only in football can you call someone dirty and nasty, nasty. and it be and, a, a, a and, and yeah. you're like, that's like really sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, to hear that, I'm, I don't know, you, I don't know how much you read, but to hear him say that, and he says that a lot, mm-hmm. but to hear a star player like that say he that you motivate him, mm-hmm. that's got to be pretty cool. No, it's awesome. Terry's Terry's an awesome guy, and you know, obviously, I, like I know I have some weaknesses. You know, I don't, I can't throw the ball as far as a lot of people. I'm not as fast. I'm not as accurate. But you know, the thing I do have is I'm gonna keep fighting, and I'm a, uh, I'm not gonna give up on you guys. And I think, you know, there's a lot of times in the NFL where 
um, you don't really see that sometimes. Sometimes people kind of look out for their health or and stuff like that. And that's not me, man. I'm going to go out there and leave it all on the line and try and give us the best chance to win whatever way it looks. So uh, for Terry to say things like that, uh, it's very special. He's he's always been very gracious to me, and um, he's worked with me through the, the goods and bad. So um, I love that dude, and he's awesome. I, I think it goes back to – what you were saying about the wild card game, right? You're like, maybe this is my last time. Like, I'm just going to go rip it. Yeah. Is that, I don't know, like maybe not consciously, but could you think maybe that's just the mentality now, right? That you're just going to go let it rip. People don't think that you're going to win. Look at your record. You just find a way to get it done and have fun with it. Yeah, that's the only thing. That's the only way I can be successful. Um, When I think about being too perfect or, you know, making the perfect throw and stuff like that, that's when, you know, that's when thing mistakes are made. Um, So when I just go out there and let it rip and, have some fun with it. Um, and that's what that's what football is. That's why everyone started playing because it was fun. Um, that's a lot, a lot of people lose that image too. We, you play this game because it's a fun game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we got to keep that and, and not treat it like a business or a you know. Gosh, yeah. I say all the time. I'm like, we cover football. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be fun. It's entertainment. It's, it's sport. A game. It's yeah. a game. It's, it's something game. you did as a kid. It's not life or death or like it, it's not the Pentagon. I say this all the time. It's like we don't cover military like transactions. Like we don't cover war. We don't cover we We're cover something. Reporters. We cover something <laughs> fun. And I wish more and more people like actively got thought that. that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard. You know, there's a business side too. It, yeah. There's yeah. a business side. And, you know, again, sometimes you feel like it's like obviously I don't have a wife or kids, but, you know, a lot of people do. They have families and they're trying to feed their family and stuff. So I get that. But at the same time, Hey man, you're playing. You're playing a game. Right. Just try and have fun with it. I think people play best when they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to speaking of the best, this is mm-hmm. the best part of the podcast. We're wrapping up and everything mm-hmm. because you have things you have to go and do, and we can't keep you here forever. But everyone's favorite part of the podcast is the last few minutes, which is when we do a rapid fire. Okay. Um. So, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Question numero uno is: What is your favorite play of your career? Uh, it's pretty easy. Uh, it's when I dove dove for the pylon against the Bucks in the playoff game. Um, that was very special, and I still think about it to this day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like dreams of it. It's like, this is amazing. I want okay. that feeling back. <laughs> so, I I didn't play football. I but when you're aiming for the pylon and you can see bloodthirsty 260 pound dudes coming after you, and you think you got the angle, but you hope you have the angle, and then you got to get it. <laughs> Give me a perspective of what those moments are like, because it's. There's six points right there. Yeah. But there's a way that you could not get there. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have 300-pound men that are getting paid millions of dollars to hit you, yeah. um, you start running a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I rounded that corner. I didn't know if I was going to make it, but, you know, I was kind of just staring at the pylon and um, kind of just dove for it. I didn't know if I was going to get it. And then when I was in midair. I saw I was in, in arm's reach, so I just reached it, hit it, and it was that's probably the most memorable play of my life. Gosh. And then afterward, like, the, is just pure elation. Yeah. Like, God, that's so awesome. Um, what's your – is there something that you recently watched, movie, TV, you binge that you love, anything like that? I'm a huge movie, TV show binge watcher. Perfect. Um, everything that you have watched, I probably watch as well. Um, you know, obviously The Last of Us just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a good show. I played the video game, and I thought the video game was much better. Really? Much well, it's more It's like intense. book to movie adaptations. It is. Yeah. it is. Most books are better. Yes. Yeah. They miss a lot of details. The, the intensity kind of wasn't there at points, but um, that's a great show, and I'm excited for the next couple seasons. Now, who was your favorite? I feel like I know this answer, but who was your favorite player growing up? Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Brett yeah. Favre. Yeah. 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 I mean, talk about the 
always play like it's your last play. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's getting hammered by these offensive <laughs> defensive linemen. And he's getting up talking trash to him. Just yeah, fun. the whole time. And yeah, I love it. You know, again, it's a game. So just have fun with it. And he definitely did that. Yeah. Uh, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? To fly. To fly? Yeah. That was quick, too. Yeah, I know. You had that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I've had this conversation many times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was last one. What is a skill that you wish you had but don't? A skillet? A skill. Oh. Skill. You got to have a skillet. Yeah. I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, a skill I wish I had. I wish I could draw or, like, paint, mm. um, be artistic in that type of way. Um, my way of kind of doing that now is, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm, like, really into building Legos. Really? I love it. Um, it's kind of my therapeutic, you know, thing where I try to come home from a long day and I'll start putting together huge Lego projects and put some lights in them, make it pretty cool. So, what's the coolest one you you built? Coolest thing you have built? I I just been on a tear the last about month. Um, <laughs> my sister, so my sister's really big into Legos too. Every single birthday, Christmas, we get her the Star Wars like yeah. Legos because she just, I mean, and she'll sit there for hours, won't talk to anybody. Just build her Legos. Yeah. Like, All right. So, yeah. So, I'll probably say my favorite one is the Millennium Falcon. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, I have a Millennium Falcon uh, keychain, <laughs> and it's like a bottle opener. It's yeah. the best. I also have a blueprint of the Millennium Falcon in my hallway. <laughs> I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I yeah. love it so much. So yeah, Star Wars. Is that's cool. Yeah. How big is it? Is it the big one, or is it kind of the, it's the huge it's the one? one? It's the huge one. <laughs> it took me like 40-plus hours to make. It's... Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, well, now I feel like you guys are going to hate me because my favorite is of the Star Trek Enterprise. So there oh. might be a, I'm not saying I like Star Trek better. Bad. I'm just saying that I happen to put a lot of effort Bad. into that. All right, but so we're going to end on it. that note, yeah. yeah. so we're going to end it with a new rivalry formed, yeah. one side versus the other. <laughs> Taylor, thank you so much for the time, man. Uh, this is uh, Scott and Tori. Please rate, review, subscribe to the Falcons in Focus podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And stay tuned for another great episode of Falcons in Fod- Falcons in Focus. There Can I say go. that right? Presented by Ticketmaster. We'll talk to you again real, real soon. See ya. <laughs>